0: I'm Maddie.
1: And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we talk about fictional content that may or may not be real at this point. Who knows?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is an episode of X-Men, the animated series that's about a scary contagion that you get as soon as you touch someone else. And, and
1: immediately consumes the earth.
0: Yeah. So it has nothing to do with anything.
1: No. Anyway, this is no. The Mutant Ages. This is The Mutant Ages. And we re- sit <laughs> here and we review... Uh, every adaptation of the X-Men. We're here to still bring it to you amongst this Resident Evil outbreak we are experiencing. Back
0: when we were young... would stop this show from continuing we do this show from home entirely
1: yeah unless we both got sick but we've done that also that's true so
0: i guess i guess if that happens whatever we won't even talk about it because uh, i never leave my house so i'm actually not going to get sick i guess you know so
1: there's oh my god i feel like there's gonna be a lot we're gonna end up talking about on today's show but i guess for verification for people who may listen to this far into the future years and
0: years in the future assuming the future happens right when they
1: find the relics cable style of our show and they're like
0: when cable is listening to the show and he's wondering our show is actually the ship is listening i was
1: gonna say our show is actually the cube that he keeps listening to (laughs) This is not the mutant ages. This so. canon. Anyway, shout
0: out to Cable. Anyway, when when those when Cable and Bishop are listening together while cuddling in bed and trying not to fight with each other. Oh yeah, that will never um, happen. Yeah, I know because they can't stand each other. But you know, they're hanging out listening to the show. They will want to remember that we are recording this during the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, and that's it's why it's kind of funny that the episode we happen to be watching is uh, the season five premiere, Phalanx Covenant, which is also about a virus, although it's about like a sort of computer virus slash. Well it's also alien in
1: nature and it comes out of nowhere. And it does consume the earth immediately. This is actually this is like this is all just weird. Because we did not plan this. We it's like I know this is like everything (laughs) else we have watched with X-Men the animated series, which I know is not something that's going to hold up in the other shows that are Good for different reasons, but Mm -hmm. X Men: The Animated Series really did what the comics books did and just pulled from real life events. Yeah. So now we're in this situation where, since the beginning of this show in the past four years that we've been doing it, I feel like almost every episode has become relevant again, like just in time for the time we get to that episode. I don't know why we are lining up that way, but this is what's happening again. like I think it's
0: like a history repeats itself kind of a deal because like we've talked many times about the AIDS epidemic on and how it's been reflected in in X-Men related media. And this is kind of another example of like an epidemic in media. It, like X-Men related media and and they're sort of grappling with that, which is like, obviously like a real political thing and like any sort of epidemic or pandemic, like people are afraid of that. So it makes sense that they're adapting that as a political statement in this show. Like it's logical. you Yeah. Know? So. No,
1: I agree. And it's just, it's just strange that it's uh, all occurring. It was just kind of weird because this one lines up in the same way that when we first started watching X-Men, the animated series season two, and we were dealing with the friends of humanity and all the riots mm-hmm. that were happening—that was lining up with like real-world events happening here in America. And uh, and it's yeah. now it's been a couple years since we reviewed that, and now we're lining up again in this weird kind of way. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just Who weird to
0: say. Is our show prophetic? Is our show worth listening to in these trying times? Well, I that would say I, I
1: would say yes to the second <laughs> statement, probably not the first one. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think we've well, developed the mutant power of seeing into the future yet.
0: Not so, yet.
1: I mean, I think, I think we're good. It's just we're recording this at a very weird time. And we have actually tried to sit down and record this a couple times this week. But since they started doing the quarantines, which hopefully you're listening to this during that, so you have at least something to kill, kill time for like two hours, mm-hmm. both Maddie and I have been like, Trying to get basic supplies and it's taking such a long fucking time. Like, we can't find toilet paper. It's at this point, it's like <laughs> a joke that there's no toilet paper anywhere or bread. Like you, I don't know.
0: That's not what the show's about. We could talk for two hours about toilet no, paper. No, we're not. But we okay, won't. but
1: the other thing I want to say is that the Phalanx Covenant, and I believe mm-hmm. it actually is what started the Generation X comics and brought those characters together. Um so this is and I love Generation X. So it's just kind of weird that Well, I guess if we were still talking about Generation X, but we're not. Yeah. We're here. We're talking about X-Men, the animated series. So this was supposed to be in season four. This mismatch. I looked at the episodes we have to watch for season five. They're all over the fucking place because a bunch of them Timing were
0: wise. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah.
1: of them were supposed to happen in season three. Some of them are happening. Were supposed to happen in season four. If we had watched mm-hmm. this in the chronological order that we were supposed to, it would have made more sense. But now we are at the point where we did it by the air date, so we kind of get to experience <laughs> what just it was like. Keep doing no, it. no, there's yeah. <laughs> two episodes from now where we have to deal with Jean Grey being dead again, and I guess her hologram is walking around. Like they do I a funeral wait. for Jean Grey, and then she's just going to be alive in the next episode. So, I mean, is
0: she though? Because she's barely in this show anymore. So it's like, it's almost as though they may as well have killed her because she's barely in the show, doesn't really do anything. Well, I know she dies she's in the comic in books. Episode. And so
1: they were just like, we don't know what to do if she's still yeah. going to be here.
0: Because this episode is based on a comic book storyline that once again came out almost at the exact same time that they were writing this episode, because they were yeah. like clearly running out of stuff to adapt and just like writing the episodes according to whatever comic book had come out that week. Yeah. And so this particular storyline in the comics is based on some alien stuff happening that barely has anything to do with the X-Men at all. Right. Like, the X-Men deal with it in this episode, but like there's no real reason why it has to be the X-Men and like... Yeah, it, even that is kind of silly. I know, but, that's like but, really that's also
1: pushing it also. Yeah,
0: like it seems more like maybe the Avengers should have handled this one. Who's who's to really say? But the X-Men deal with it for some reason. So I guess we don't need it previously on because this episode kind of comes out of nowhere and it doesn't refer back to anything else, unless you think there's anything we should mention. I
1: mean, okay. So, yeah, I I think there are a couple things that I would think are worth mentioning in terms of what we have seen on the show. Not that it does a very good at explaining it because it's just references, but the characters that we're going to see in this, well, I mean, there's Warlock, but he gets introduced here, but okay. So we have beast. He's kind of the, the protagonist of this. We have, Mr. Sin- we have Mr. Sinister, who we obviously know and love on the show. And obviously we know. Mm-hmm. The last time we really saw him, I this is kind of crazy to me. The last time we really saw him was when he was the main villain of season two and he turned into the beach. And I know when at some point somebody was making a speech and we saw him bored and watching TV, but we, like, he hasn't been around since then. So this is kind of well, like. he was
0: kind of in that apocalypse four-parter, which, like, who even knows when that was supposed to air? Like, that was probably supposed to Oh, yeah, to that's air. right. He came
1: back. Okay, yeah, that's right. So, but that was
0: probably supposed to air after this, if you think about right, it. Right, I
1: forgot that. Okay, you're right. So he did come back for that. And so now yeah. we don't know where he's been since then.
0: Or what time period this takes place in? Like, who, I, even, who cares? even
1: fucking knows? <laughs> and so the other thing that I want to mention is that we we also see Forge and Quicksilver in this. And we had just yep. seen Quicksilver in uh, the Family Ties episode where we learned about Wanda and Petra's. Yeah, her their father. Mm-hmm. And um, they work for the... What was it? X-Force or X-Factor? X-Factor, X-Factor. right? X-Factor. Yeah. And yeah. so we had met the X-Factor briefly, and that's how we were introduced to Forge officially. Although, would you think about it? All that was backwards because we had met Forge like multiple times in the future mm-hmm. with Bishop, but this is like... Like only recently had they met him in person with the X-Men. So it's just like. Kind of time-hopping yeah, right, around. Yeah, you right, actually.
0: I keep feeling like we've seen Forge a million times, but you're right. The X-Men barely even know Forge. They've met him, like, one time. So, it's kind of wild that they even think to contact him. But it makes sense that Beast would, because Beast is actually very competent. And in this episode, Beast is, you know, really saving the day. I, I guess it's also worth noting that this episode is really good. Like, if you want to know <laughs> ahead of time, like, what we think of the episode. I actually really enjoyed it. I genuinely it, so. enjoy
1: this episode, too. Like, I went into it thinking it was going to be silly, but I think it's very spooky. I find it very real. I like the animation. I like the writing. It's also very like comically funny at times
0: yeah, yeah like there's yeah. a
1: moment in here we're gonna get to with mr sinister in a trench coat which also doesn't need to be there but it just is just...
0: honestly all the mr sinister stuff is really good in this episode and, yeah but i guess i'll also note that this is the first of a two-parter and we know how those go on this show usually one half of them is really good <laughs> often the first half and the second half is stupid as hell so probably bad it is but as usual the, the first half of this particular two-parter pretty great sets up some cool shit yep, and i, I genuinely
1: enjoyed it and i was after i finished watching it i was like this might be on my top five episodes of x-men the animated series which i was not expecting because i have not watched this episode in yeah, like a decade and i was
0: expecting i was expecting season five to suck ass too because i was just like man season four has been terrible like almost every episode well technically that. it's
1: not even season five i don't oh, no. know this Who is where knows? it gets this complicated this is like one of the
0: episodes that they did a good job on and it just aired. i think technically
1: later. season five when i look at the when the animation changes i think season five only realistically was supposed to have like five episodes and yeah i mean you if know, you look at
0: the listing on disney plus it puts these episodes in season 4 and it puts a ton of other season 5 episodes in season 4 as well and season 5 is only like six episodes or something <laughs> like that
1: which i think it's is like, qu- really correct. small which
0: i think is yeah which i think is correct so if you're watching on disney plus now that the show's finally streaming somewhere like i don't know good luck i guess because it's not going to line up with our show in terms of the order <laughs> well, i like, know we're, we're going by air date so scrubbing around um anyway we should probably summarize this episode Jimmy, yeah all right so not?
1: let's jump right in so first so, of so all so is the
0: freaking episode the episode just freaking starts it doesn't even introduce anything at all it's no like,
1: it doesn't well we get first we have to mention that this was the first time on the product this is where it gets complicated because the production this was aired as season five when it was on air right yes so they gave it the new animated x-men opening yeah Yeah. for what was going to be the future episode so like all the episodes we're gonna see from this point out are gonna have like the cool it's like got a remix of the x-men theme that's like it's like instead of like it's like it's like okay uh and, and uh if we get we don't have the the intro sequence where it shows you who every single character is because now they're just showing you like every character who's ever appeared on the show which honestly mm-hmm. at that point as much as i love that intro sequence they have to address the fact that there's like a thousand x-men so yeah you know and they're it,
0: doing what they can i actually don't really like the new song i like the original one me but too. yeah it's fine this is very
1: this intro i think is what inspired x-men evolutions episode intro because x-men evolution sort of did the same thing where it had like the character names but then again as that show uh evolved over time they kind of did the same thing where they just showed like montages of a bunch of characters like fighting each other so you know i think that's what happens with the x-men eventually you hit this point where you're like wow there's a lot of fucking characters here and all of them are considered <laughs> main characters so
0: yeah so like what do you even do and how do you even have an intro anyway let's not spend no the okay show talking so about the intro. this is
1: this <laughs> is where We open up with, like, just chaos happening in the streets of New York City, and Sabretooth is jumping out of... Out a, of truck a truck that says Joe's Calabari truck, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, I was okay, like,
0: and it is not explained. Like, why is Sabretooth in that truck? Why does he I want to know. Okay, maybe it? this is
1: in your book somewhere. Okay, by the way, the people that released that previously on the X-Men book, they're releasing another book.
0: Good, because I feel like not everything is explained in the book that I have. You keep being I think, like, maybe it's in the book. And I'm like, I don't know, dude. I've if read In if Many She's
1: like, honestly, this is like a giant <laughs> scrapbook of notes. It
0: kind of is actually it's it's <laughs> no 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 shade intended to the book at all it's a great book but it doesn't know it's just like, it doesn't tell every single detail of every single episode which is the level of detail that we actually want and the book is not even equipped to provide that because why would no. it be so. i mean and
1: i think this is why they're making a second book Probably. anyway i i want to know if joe's calamari was like a reference to somebody they knew or a place they like to eat at i it don't know it doesn't
0: even make sense according to the rest of the episodes so i don't know yeah, why know. he's in this truck exactly but anyway he busts out of this random truck As in like carves out the side of the truck And claws out of it Like I don't know why
1: he was in there Was he eating the calamari? I don't know
0: And then we see the X-Jet Which is flying overhead And Jubilee and Beast are in there and Jubilee is like, why doesn't Sabretooth get a life?
1: <laughs> and Beast is just like, who fucking knows? Yeah. Like, Beast really is just like, I I mean, I feel like in the past three episodes that Beast has had to deal with stuff, people have been like, Beast, why is this happening? And each time Beast has been like, I don't, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> Beast is like, he really hasn't reached this point where he's like, I don't know what's wrong with all of you. <laughs> and
0: Beast is just like, his rages are beyond his control. And Jubilee's like, like Wolverine would be if he knew we were after his boyfriend. And Beast is like, which is why professor x did not want logan to come with us dealing with one crazed combatant is challenging enough and i was like damn beast is just like throwing shade on everyone today and just being like i don't <laughs> want to deal with any of this
1: so i really I, did- really I really i really feel like he's hit this point though because wasn't what was it the family ties episode he yes. showed up for that too and like everyone's like beast all these like man Animal people are here and they're trying to do this. Why is this happening? Beast is like, why are you asking me? Like, (laughs) why are you? Why are you? It's like Logan's Logan's calling me. Like, Beast, guess what? Now they're attacking Magneto in the graveyard, and (laughs) Beast is like, why are you calling me?
0: So Sabretooth is fighting a bunch of cops and the way that Beast deals with the situation is by releasing a huge amount of tranquilizing gas over the entirety of New York and just knocking out every single Like person. thousands of
1: people. I thought that was crazy. I know. It is it is like comment is like I don't think Sabretooth wants us to abduct him but, yeah, uh. but and he like just kind of shrugs and like kills everybody. I was like,
0: I know. I, like that's actually like pretty medically unsound, but whatever, a lot of medically unsound. I, things you, then the Beast picks up episode.
1: Sabretooth on his back and yeah. he like looks like he's gonna spank him it's a very sexual like
0: <laughs> yeah so Beast kidnaps Sabretooth he brings him back home to the X mansion puts him into a detention area and he, and Beast at the moment is like we can't keep him here we don't really have the space to accommodate this situation and Xavier's like agreed if I cannot get through to him this time we'll turn him over to the authorities but I must try and I was like great we're kidnapping Sabretooth <laughs> to like m- fuck with his mind again against his consent against his will like why are we doing this again so i was just like because this is like for that xavier's
1: just already getting hard thinking about the idea of fucking with somebody's mind again no
0: and so jubilee's in the background like shouldn't we tell wolverine about yeah i actually love
1: jubilee (laughs) in this because she's the one that's like she keeps on going up to xavier and be like i don't think us not telling wolverine about this is a good idea and everyone's like no that's (laughs) your idea is stupid jubilee and Jubilee's like uh well he's gonna find out (laughs) Uh, yeah so
0: Beast and Xavier are like no nope, we shouldn't have to worry about this and Beast is like it's fine Sabretooth is on a, a sedative like nothing bad is gonna happen and then inside the box Sabretooth wakes up immediately but also his eyes are glowing yellow and he's covered and in all like this black. like yellow pixely stuff which like yeah. I don't really know how to describe this stuff but it's gonna be in the entire it episode looks like,
1: it looks like yellow and black Tetris yeah it blocks all over his face yeah yeah
0: <laughs> and then it like is shown there's some sort of computer error that's happening which i don't even know if that comes into play later or if it's just like a shutdown of the entire mansion i think it's or cerebro
1: what. reacting to the like uh to the chance trans- organic the virus, virus. Or yeah i think what's happening is that the phalanx is which we they haven't announced this yet in the episode that it's the right. phalanx but yeah i think it's the phalanx intercepting with cerebro's interface
0: right it's just interesting because like they don't ever figure that out and it doesn't really come into play that cerebro doesn't work so i don't even know if it's like worth mentioning that at all but anyway that's part. well of they it. Could,
1: they do several shots of it but anyway they go upstairs to where logan is in the kitchen and he like is just throwing bread everywhere he's like picking up bread throwing it finding more bread and throwing it around and, and he's so like d- i smell him where is he
0: <laughs> and jubilee and storm walk in and jubilee immediately figures out what the fuck is going on and is like because jubilee's worry, like wolverine. we've got him locked up in the basement and then wolverine like runs out of the room freaking
1: out well first he says where's professor xavier and uh, jubilee's like he's in the gym and i was like jubilee why did you tell him that yeah but whatever well,
0: jubilee is on logan's side so i was okay wait
1: can we just talk about this scene where we see xavier like using his legs by the way
0: it's i this it's is absurd. really stupid So the professor is doing a gymnastics routine On the parallel bars Which he should not be able to do Like he's no, only theoretically only using his upper arms But like that's not how you do A, you a know, parallel okay, but he's, bars okay, routine Okay so he's
1: using his, his upper arms body. But he's also swinging his legs around And yeah. like And then and then Wolverine comes into the room And he does like a fucking like
0: backflip He back does like flip. a backflip into I his
1: like, chair <laughs> And it was just like Okay this only or there's my theory that Xavier can actually walk and he's just being an asshole. It's so. like, well, a
0: bizarre shot too because he's wearing this like tiny tank top that like shows off his sweat covered six pack abs. It's like the sexiest Xavier we've ever seen. Like it's... And he's also wearing
1: like- Pink tights. I yeah. think it's. It I don't, know. Kind of, I don't so know. he's like
0: gently dabbing himself, and he's like, "Oh, hello, Logan." I see <laughs> he's like basically acting like a fucking supervillain here, and he's like, "I guess you heard that I kidnapped your boyfriend and put him in a box." <laughs> and Logan is like, "If you want him breathing, you better get him out of here." And Xavier's like, "As long as Saber is in our custody, he's under my protection. If you want to attack him, you'll have to deal with me." And Logan just punches a wall with his claws, and then. Jubilee walks in and apologizes to Logan and at first I was like, why is she apologizing? Because nobody else is. And then I was like, oh, well, I guess Jubilee's apologizing because she was forced to keep a secret from Logan and no one else apologizes to him, so it's nice that at least Jubilee does.
1: Well, Jubilee actually gives a shit about Logan, so there yeah, is that.
0: nobody else does. And so Logan is like, if he stays, he gets me as a babysitter. And Xavier's like, I'd prefer if you got some rest. And Logan was like, I'd prefer it too, but it ain't gonna happen. And then he storms Asshole. off.
1: Like, he's just so mad at him. Yeah. Uh, this... Yeah, and then this next shot is where the phalanx is taking over the computer. So I think that is yeah, what we more were. There's a
0: shots of that. There's right. a bunch of shots of the phalanx in that. Okay,
1: wait, but this, like, super gay scene happens where yeah. Logan comes down to check on Sabretooth, and Sabretooth was like, I was just dreaming about you, bub. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> Logan. So you've. So, like, it's funny because we just watched that episode with the Shadow K where, like, Logan's, like, dreams and nightmares were just Sabretooth, Sabretooth fucking yeah. him. Yeah. So apparently he's still dreaming about Sabretooth fucking him. Yeah. And then he's, yeah, and then he sniffs at him. And he's like, wait, wait a second, minute. you don't smell like my ex-boyfriend, and I was like.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, Logan can instantly clock that it isn't Sabertooth, which is a very helpful power. Logan, Okay, is- see,
1: which, it, honestly, first of all, shame on you, Xavier, for not using your fucking psychic powers to, like, Figure that out. And also, shame on you for not letting Logan go down there because he could have resolved that like in seconds. I know. Seconds. Like,
0: them not telling Logan is stupid on every level. Like, they should have brought Logan with them to the fucking fight. Logan should right. have figured out it wasn't Sabretooth before they even brought him into the stupid mansion. Right. If
1: Logan was there, they would have prevented the techno organic virus. I know. It's just like, again, it's Xavier's shitty call. So, anyway, <laughs> we go back to Mr. Sinister to wait, maybe my, one of my favorite parts of the episode in which. I know. Tree, I mean, Xavier's just sitting at his desk, and he's getting, like, a Skype call coming in, and yep. he, like, can't get a visual. It just, you hear somebody be like... It's just static. Yeah, it's just somebody going, Professor Xavier! Professor Xavier! Professor Xavier! <laughs> and Xavier's like, I can't see you. Who are you? And then eventually, like, it fuzzes into, into the screen, and it turns out to be Mr. Sinister. It's so and, funny. Xavier just screams, what? It's just
0: like... <laughs> he's just like what the fuck yeah it- okay but so Mr. Sinister's calling because he's in danger and the things that he's screaming are like they're everywhere inside the walls can you hear me you're in danger so like he's trying to warn Xavier about something and eventually yeah. once he comes into focus he's like it's a being of immense power it's attacked my base of operations the being causes infection and it's spreading and you have to stop it
1: I don't know why Xavier is gonna stop it but well, okay
0: I mean it's kind of funny that Sinister I mean presumably Sinister called everyone else like I'm sure Xavier was the last person on his fucking list like there's no (laughs) way Xavier is number one and so Xavier's like we'll do everything we can once we analyze it and Sinister's like there's no time for analysis the creature consumes matter it can take any form you cannot wait professor behind you and then suddenly this like tentacle Tentacle
1: monster comes and it like starts fucking Xavier and Mr. Sinister's just screaming his name repeatedly (laughs) like he screams professor like 15 times while xavier's like moaning and his tentacle is like writhing around his body and yeah. it's like it's just very a classic episode of
0: the right
1: no it really is so then we cut away to beast who's lounging around in the rec room and mm-hmm. he's got headphones on he's listening to vinyl and i want to point out the fact that he's listening to vinyl is know, awesome and it's like, so
0: he's so old school like he's listening to a record player but through headphones like i, I mean know. it's great it's
1: beast he just he's an old soul and i uh-huh. love him so much yeah. but also they loves like science so i don't know yeah and so
0: so then the freaking pixels show up to get beast and they take they like they turn into pac-man he sees them he screams beast like runs away and like turns around to face it and the pixels sort of turn into like a body and then a woman's voice is like target identified mccoy and then the robot starts attacking him. i i guess it's not it's not really a robot i don't know how to describe this thing but it's like a being it's
1: it's yeah. Uh, I'm I- I mean, it's like it's an consumed. alien
0: manifestation of the virus that like is sort of looks like a robot or like a mech or something uh, we
1: don't really know what, what it is you just have to watch the episode it's like some abstract bullshit so yeah.
0: so Beast throws some stuff at it and like runs away from it and it like absorbs everything and then it it sticks its arms into the walls and like starts illuminating all of the electrical wiring and sockets in the building and stuff which is like crazy and it like rolls down the hallway toward him and Beast is like fascinating it moves through solid matter like I move through air which like I don't know how he has time to say that he's gonna fucking die so like he gets to the entrance (laughs) hall and like by the time he gets to the entrance hall there's like this terrifying shit that's happening there which is that all of the x-men have been put into these pods like it's basically like alien or something but like more cyborg looking
1: right and these pods are surrounded by the techno organic virus so it's got like all the pixels surrounding them and wolverine's fighting it because he doesn't want to get out and beast is trying to like help him help him
0: but logan's screaming get out of here hank get help like get away from me it's like really spooky i don't know i, it, it was I cool. mean it
1: really is i liked that scene because yeah. you know if logan's saying get help beast is like oh shit shit's yeah, real yeah.
0: and so beast flips out of there he finds his little backpack
1: which i know he <laughs> i wrote that down too he finds his little banjo kazooie backpack and yeah. he like throws, he throws a, grenade a grenade out of it
0: yeah he throws a lot of grenades in this episode i was like I, yeah well wow.
1: luckily apparently that's what i don't know his fucking backpack is like barry poppin's bag it's just full of shit it's I like know. he packs like katie does yeah. and uh <laughs> so <laughs> he as runs, he out, of the runs bathroom. out of the building
0: um, yeah. some of the yellow stuff the yellow pixely stuff falls close by to him and so he like takes out a little petri dish and tries to put some of it in there but then it immediately like starts to expand over the petri dish and he drops it so like somehow he's realized that if he touches it he'll die or be taken over well so I mean he, he, he like, is a scientist away. he yeah. he
1: understands that if something is consuming matter like this the worst thing he could do is touch it with his hands that are made of matter so yeah,
0: yeah. and so then he sees a bunch of people showing up in these yellow hazmats Yeah, it's
1: like fucking Stranger Things is happening now.
0: Yeah, and they're like, Hank McCoy, move away from the house. Leave the situation to us. We need to debrief you. And Beast is like, very well, but no vehicles how did they arrive and then he realizes that the government people are also part of the yellow pixely stuff and like yeah it's crazy like he runs off and like gets into a truck in the garage and like quickly drives away and the hazmat people like turn into more yellow pixely stuff i don't know it's right. cool. it's a really cool scene we also
1: have to note that when he gets into the car we see this shot of warlock's face like in one of the lights
0: right but at that point we don't know that it's possible for the yellow pixely stuff to turn out to be good so we just yeah. think like oh shit there's yellow stuff in the truck too like now beast yeah. is gonna fucking die but the yellow stuff in the truck reconstitutes itself into a being which is warlock not that he introduces himself very quickly he takes like, no 10 and minutes also warlock
1: fight. warlock yeah. looks like the same stuff and he's from the new mutants uh so he is an alien he's uh doug ramsey's best bestie so yeah uh, he's he's like I mean that's from the 80s run and they, sometimes they brought him back here and there so like if you want to know who he is just like Google Warlock uh, X and you'll see a lot of and stuff from the 80s
0: yeah so he turns himself into like a sort of humanoid alien form but he's also yellow and black and he hops in the passenger seat and he's like I'm on your side there's no time for introduction drive and so then the other yellow stuff the bad yellow stuff is still following them down the highway and like
1: okay wait but it's not the highway I thought it was the highway too because they were driving down this road for a really long time but then they get to the front gate of Xavier's <laughs> mansion. And I was like, how fucking far is this fucking you're road right. to the front gate? Right. When in other episodes, they pulled right far. in. Yeah. I was like, so confused. I was like, Cause, you know, those episodes, that episode where like Rogue and Gambit are all or, flirting. like the
0: juggernaut walks right in. Like he just yeah, I breaks know. down the door and then he walks like two seconds and he's there. Like I yeah. was just like,
1: what happened? Where are they? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what road is this? So they get out of there, and uh, they I think they, like, break through the gate or something, right? Yeah, it takes
0: forever for them to do that because there's a highway between the mansion and the front (laughs) gate. right? And in that time, um, the being, Warlock, he refers to himself as self the entire time instead of, like, using normal first-person pronouns. So that's just how he talks. So he's, like self hope, self-friend Beast had a light supper and then picks up Beast and like flies him off into the night sky. Yeah, because
1: like a Gorlock turns into a fucking jetpack.
0: Yeah, and like meanwhile the other alien is like acquisition of McCoy delayed remaining mutants ready for transport so we're kind of right. like okay we don't know what's going on there but it's probably something bad and then they f- beast and warlock get to somewhere I don't I don't think they actually well get they, to the they're not yet. they're, they're not flying. there
1: yet because they're just flying through the air and yeah. beast is like well since we're just stuck in the air you want to explain to me who you are
0: yeah and so warlock does a monologue which I wrote down if you didn't and I can read I didn't
1: it. I just did the bridge version where it says warlock explains the had no heart for conquest so he and his girlfriend left the phalanx which is their which is where they were from on their planet and mm-hmm. and as they left their home planet they hit a meteor shower and crash on earth uh and when they crashed warlock couldn't find his girlfriend which he calls life mate which i think is an interesting choice yeah. of pronouns yeah yeah and so then he's checking in on a ship and the stranger things people show up and they're looking at the ship and they they are they take warlock's life mate and he yeah. was too scared to help her but then they and it then he explains that the phalanx also follow them there, and like. That it started taking over the planet at that point. Right.
0: So they're kind of like the Borg, the Phalanxes. So, like, once you reach a certain age, you're supposed to assimilate with the rest of the Phalanx slash Borg. And once you do, you're like part of it and you you want to conquer other planets.
1: Right. The thing is that they have that Borg aspect, but they also are super Cylon y in this because you don't know who can be the Phalanx half the time. They
0: can disguise themselves as anything.
1: Well, they could also take over a person, but you won't know that. So, There's yeah. that also
0: yeah but so basically this is like a rebellion story where warlock and his life mate are like we are seeing what our society is like and we don't like it and we want to leave so like right. that's his backstory is that he's like i don't agree with what my society does and so i'm leaving it which is like
1: honestly heavy politic we're gonna yeah. have a very heavy politics section <laughs> this episode i think and it yeah. may be the length of the episode and i'm a little scared to get there yeah, anyway no. so
0: like his life mate is kidnapped basically kidnapped back by the phalanx again. And the phalanx came to Earth only to get them. So it's kind of sad that they even came to Earth because, like, none of this would have happened if they hadn't. So, like, his, his life mate has been reabsorbed back into the phalanx against her will. And, like, that's the central conflict of the episode. And I think they set it up pretty well. Like, they they only have a few sentence to, sentences to explain that to you, but, like, I got it. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, pretty high-stakes conflict, like, political conflict. And I... Don't I wasn't confused at any point. Like and no, I was episode, I. you know, like I this, mean, honestly, they did a good we've job. We've seen with that. some fucking confusing ass episodes lately. <laughs> so I was like, this episode is setting up a lot of shit very quickly. So I was pretty impressed by it. And
1: they're doing it pretty well. So yeah. I'm all here for this. And he also explains that I, I mean, I think he said this already that his his uh, life mate had get it had been absorbed by the right, phalanx again, right, yeah. and that all the world that their world, not not Warlock's world, Earth is. Like, going to be lost to the phalanx in a matter of time.
0: Warlock knows that the phalanx is able to consume the entirety of a world in like seconds, basically. Like, it's they're fucked. So, so Warlock is basically just (laughs) straight up apologizing to Beast and being like, I fucked this up for your entire planet and there's nothing we can do. (laughs) And Beast is like, actually, there might be something we can do because I have a lab in this nearby building. So, I'm going to analyze you and see if i can figure something out from that so he enters a security code in this rooftop entrance to the building and they go inside and beast points it's out like that it's like some after government hours. lab
1: that he has access to I because think he beast says
0: what it is and it might be the hospital where the blind lady was like i think it was actually a callback to like a previous thing you, where, you might
1: be right th-
0: it sounded familiar to me so i was like huh that'd be kind of cool if they were like continuing that plot line where like beast works in this hospital for part of the time because that makes a certain kind of sense you know
1: well i mean beast has a lot of like jobs outside of the x-men he's like one of the few he does because he i mean he obviously is part of the avengers but right
0: but he's also like an actual scientific researcher who like wants to yeah and he's like out.
1: respected he i think he works for the government also yeah. i mean he's really. he's just a really interesting character yeah so um, it makes
0: sense that he has this lab elsewhere that he knew that they could go to and use so like he
1: needs another lab that's yeah, all
0: of course so he's he just like, he has
1: endless labs
0: he goes into the lab and the this is when Warlock reveals to him as they're walking down the hallway that he can just turn into a regular person because Beast is like, good thing nobody's here because like you look pretty suspicious. And Warlock <laughs> is like, oh, that's fine. I'll just turn into a random guy and like does that. <laughs> and yep. so Beast analyzes uh, Warlock's being or matter or whatever yeah
1: he he puts in a little petri dish he's looking at it and he's like wow this is crazy he watches it like consume the matter that's he put in with the petri dish yeah he's like that's really crazy and then it just flies off the petri dish back into uh warlock and beast is like that's fascinating can you do it again so they just, he like rips off another piece and then like Warlock just sucks it back in and he's like, they're doing that repeatedly. And I start laughing really hard. I know. There's like a lot of moments in this where Warlock makes me laugh really hard. Yeah, Warlock is
0: pretty funny, but also like Beast is funny because I don't understand what the fuck he's saying here, but I think I what either. he's I, trying I, I, to Okay, do- wait, I
1: wrote that too. I wrote Beast has some huge scientific monologue. Warlock, what the fuck are you talking about? Beast still says some bonkers science shit. That's yeah. all I wrote down. So like, I think
0: what Beast is trying to measure here is how fast the phalanx can assimilate although I don't really understand his conclusion but I think what he's saying is the matter can assimilate faster if there's metal involved or if it's human but mutants It can't, but I don't know why it it doesn't take over mutants as quickly. Like Beast points that out later and I'm like, that's weird. And it doesn't really come up that much like in the episode, but maybe it will in the next one. That that's why the X Men need to help is because mutants aren't assimilated as quickly or something. I don't know. It's like sort of introduced, but not fully explained yet. Um uh, Beast is like it it could transit its mass along any good conductor, railroad tracks, power lines, phone lines. Good heavens, this thing could be far more dangerous than we realize. I'm patching into President Kelly's emergency line. Must be aware of what's going on. So then he skypes President Kelly, and President Kelly's like, "Oh hey, what's up?" And Beastie's (laughs) like, "President Kelly, I must warn you of a grave threat." And Kelly is like, Don't say anymore, doctor. This may not be a secure line. What's your location? And Beast says, right. The Grace Eye Clinic in New York City. This was when I was like, The uh, Eye okay. Clinic. S-
1: okay. Yeah. That's, okay. You're right. That's
0: where they have to be, right? So then Kelly is like, Great. We'll send a chopper to pick up both of you. And then they hang up. And then Warlock is like, uh Hank, you didn't tell the president I was here. And Beast is like, What are you talking about? And Warlock is like, Well, <laughs> he just said he was going to pick up both of us. So and that's Beast pretty like, weird. Oh, right?
1: fuck. So they start running out of the <laughs> as quickly as possible. We see the failure. The I know the is phalanx is landing at the lab but I think they like got to a different spot because they're watching the phalanx run into the lab and they're yeah, like yeah, like they okay. managed to get
0: away they they like go to a different rooftop and they like watch the phalanx yeah. get into the lab and Warlock is like your president is no longer human and Hank right. is like looking at the lab and he's like the patients and Warlock is like we cannot help them by ourselves and it's sad I
1: know it's it's true and like Beast wants to help them but he can't he has there's to leave there's
0: nothing you can do yeah. yeah and so Beast is like who can we turn to my special is organic chemistry, but the phalanx is as much inorganic as it is organic. And then, of course, he remembers Forge exists. Forge
1: exists, yeah. So he calls Forge, and Forge is like, I wish I could say that I was happy to hear from you, <laughs> but whenever the X Men is involved, it probably isn't.
0: <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I, I know. I, my version of Forge's line was, I wish I could say I'm happy to see you, but for some reason, I assume it's some bullshit. Maybe because it always is? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, let's go to the one I wrote down next, because I don't even know what I was trying to write here. Because I wrote, Beast says everyone Earth is about to Earth. So I don't know what I was trying to write. <laughs> well,
0: what I wrote is all life on Earth may be at risk, and Forge okay, goes, "Are that makes you sense. joking?" And Beast goes, "No." And then Forge goes, "Okay, cool. Let's meet at Sid's Grill on Oakhurst.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're gonna go get some food." Yeah.
0: Like literally, that's what he says. Like he's like, "Let's go I, to yeah, Sid's Grill."
1: Beast, Beast is like, "Don't trust anyone, even your own team," which is funny because he does show up with Quicksilver, so he like immediately ignores what Beast said. It's uh,
0: actually really funny. It's like literally how people are reacting to coronavirus, where Forge is like, "Let's." go a restaurant like it's like really fucking funny <laughs> to me like he's like how bad could it really be i'll see you at sin's grill and beast is like are you fucking kidding me right now i
1: Sorry know so God. meanwhile we go at the empire state building which has turned into like completely techno organic virus wait, like I this is why i think it's something
0: i really wait no that's that really the next, next scene thing? okay fine yeah. i'll just trust you That i didn't know it it
1: that's the next scene and we see that which is funny because ford like doesn't believe beast here but like new york city has been assimilated I and like know. somehow that's not on the news so this is when we get a shot of Cameron Hodge, who's not introduced. He's just in here.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't, he doesn't even look like Cameron Hodge because he's right. been like assimilated into this cyborg being. And it's like, why right. does it even need to be Cameron Hodge in this scene? Because like in the comic books, there's
1: a whole thing with Cameron Hodge and that makes sense, but they don't explain they don't that explain any point here. Maybe yeah. they do in the second episode, but probably not. Probably so not. outside, this is the scene that made me laugh so hard. Like, oh my God. So outside... Beast and Warlock are looking across the street and like Warlock's eyes have like turn like come out of his head like, like
0: little telescopes well because Warlock- Yeah and they're like moving
1: up and down and it's like so funny and Beast just turns around and he goes please don't do that <laughs>
0: And Warlock goes, sorry. So the reason why he's doing it is because Warlock has the ability to like tell whether or not people are part of the phalanx or not. Yeah. And he's like, so I can sense two beings that are human inside of there, although Forge has inorganic components and the other being is fully biological. And of course, we already know that's Quicksilver because Ryan and I just mentioned that, but we don't right. know that well at this point in the episode. And so Beast is like additional. Well, as long as he's human, because it's like, why did Forge just... Just bring his friend like it's so dumb so like they both um go back into the restaurant warlock disguised himself again the restaurant looks like a fucking ihop by the way like it's like very well lit like you know booths and everything oh this is the mr sinister part too. oh yeah
1: it is <laughs> um so this is the part with mr sinister that made me laugh so fucking hard why is it uh,
0: here this doesn't even need to be there like
1: okay so so they, they're going into the fucking uh, restaurant and uh beast and warlock are walking in and mr sinister walks out wearing a huge like a trench purple coat, trench coat a
0: mask everything yeah like, but but his like little his scarf
1: his, yeah his scarf and okay it's like a purple trench coat with his red hat and red scarf like so it matches because he's got to be of course he has to have like fashion here i don't know why he's there or why he's like eating in secret that whole thing is hilarious to me and also like apparently he's not it's not like clothes he put on it's like clothes he decided to like morph into which is really funny to me but whatever he
0: doesn't come back in this scene he comes back in a later scene like i don't know why he's here so like he's literally just in this scene just to remind you Mr. Sinister exists and that he's like hiding in the background I guess like I don't even know and also the episode like doesn't point out to you that it's Mr. Sinister like either you see him and you realize it or you don't ever realize it like that doesn't
1: yeah I don't know, I don't know. I it's, it's like it, it's, it's I think it's crazy that Beast doesn't even recognize him
0: no one does because he's disguised yeah.
1: so they <laughs> so they meet Warlock uh, sorry, Beast and Warlock meet Forge and Quicksilver for like a double date mm-hmm. and Beast explains the whole phalanx situation and Quicksilver of course is like are we supposed to fucking believe any yeah, of this
0: Doesn't believe it, which I honestly was like, Quicksilver, what's your problem, man? I mean,
1: I I mean, this is the second time we've seen him, and he's just like. I know. Whenever anything happens, he's like, should we even believe this asshole? And it's like, Pietro, like, fucking <laughs> relax. Yeah. Jesus.
0: And Forge is like, Dr. McCoy isn't prone to flights of fancy, Pietro, but couldn't this be some elaborate ruse we know any number of mutants capable of? And then, like, a bunch of people outside just start screaming at them.
1: And, like, banging all the windows and, and shit. And banging the
0: door like zombies or some shit. And so yeah. then... Beast asks Warlock to, like, use his assimilation powers to assimilate a fork to, like... I-, I don't even know what it's supposed to prove, but, like, Warlock does it and then shows off his true form in the process. Yeah. And then Forge is, like, interesting. I believe corroborating evidence is standing outside. <laughs> they,
1: like, yeah, I dare. know. And, right. Like, Beastars? This is funny too. He turns to the waitress and he's like, "How do we get out of here?" And she's like, "There's no exit for you." And then she turns out to be the Phalanx and she melts Forge's leg. Yeah. So then he falls and they like just grab him and run out to the back alley. Yeah. This is a, this is one of the mob runs in like Resident Evil zombies and they and they escape outside the back. It reminded me a lot of that scene in Resident Evil Four that first time they did in Resident Evil where you have to sit there in one room as the zombies are like jumping into the windows and shit. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the first time they did that and it was with like Leon and Ashley being like Leon there's a zombie and Leon's like I fucking know Ashley so <laughs>
0: yeah so also there's this brief moment where Warlock recognizes that his lady friend is inside of the phalanx waitress lady so he's like life mate please and then like his life mate manages to regain enough consciousness that she can respond to him and like scream yeah. for help before getting like reconstituted very into the phalanx again and the phalanx is like control link re and then they all run out the back door after that beast throws a grenade into the restaurant which i was like is he just killing people
1: like, <laughs> I said, I just know. Dead? he's just like, like throwing grenades left and right
0: i'm pretty sure that once you get taken over by the phalanx you die like this episode doesn't come out and say that i know but, but like, it's like
1: pretty much like, well it doesn't say you die you just get assimilated at least
0: but, but is it reversible or not like what
1: well, has to be because all these people are going to be alive at the end of the next episode you know
0: yeah you're probably right anyway i mean
1: this is also also, kids show they're not i mean in the comic books yeah those people probably died uh, yeah. but in the kids show there's they they're, they're gonna like they're gonna come out and be like let's go out for ice cream you know so yeah. i mean that's pretty much what we're about to think
0: yeah so quicksilver quicksilver's like i'm gonna go get the car and runs off before anyone can stop him which like getting the car is a really stupid idea but okay quicksilver and so well he doesn't
1: he, seem to understand the severity of the situation anyway doesn't.
0: and forge is like well i don't have a leg anymore so why don't you guys just leave me here because there's nothing i can do
1: yeah and but so- that warlock turns into his leg
0: yeah warlock turns into a leg and attaches himself to forge which forge Forge doesn't even question
1: he's like all right let's go like i'm just gonna fucking run now
0: (laughs) forge has already seen some crazy shit by this point so i think he's just like okay i guess this
1: alien is on our side (laughs) for some reason he's he's just not even questioning it
0: i don't know i buy that for forge he's seen some shit in his day so quicksilver gets into the van but the van is immediately covered in yellow pixel stuff and it encases quicksilver into a pod at which point forge very stereotypically shows great spirit protect us and i was like oh show don't do that and so uh. all, of them, all of them run off and then suddenly mr sinister is there and
1: mr sinister is like no 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 he, he walks out wearing his trench coat and he just uh, steps in front of them and then morphs into his regular thing which means he didn't even go and buy these clothes he no. chose to disguise himself he could disguise himself as anything but he chose to dress like that yep. like he chose to still look like himself and like a weird like yeah rocky horror picture show-esque type of Ostro, and he's like ah ha, ha it was me mr sinister all along." but not
0: because he's like get down and then he starts blasting all the civilians who are coming towards them and they all explode into yeah. yellow pixel goo which is part of why i'm like are these people dying are they dead
1: like I, nobody really knows and so then he summons this ship and it drops down like a rope ladder for them all to climb up and beast has this line he goes Mr. Sinister may seem like an odd alley, but the enemy of an enemy is a friend, right? And everyone's <laughs> like, shut up, Hank! Like, climb the ladder!
0: Yeah, so they all climb the ladder, and the, the ship flies off while they're clinging to it. And then the next shot is all of them inside Sinister's ship, which still looks like the inside of the Battlestar Galactica ships, and, like, is covered yeah. in, like, guts and stuff, and it's amazing. Yeah. And, and, you know, and
1: Mr. Sinister <laughs> explains that, and he's, like, in a ship and he explains that the phalanx has destroyed everything his, and he's like, especially my men. It's yeah. taken my men, including my men and i was like he brought it up like several times i was like okay mr sinister I felt really
0: bad for him i was I like did too. you know what mr sinister's having a tough time all of his yeah, toys are dead they're
1: gone and beast is like talking to the phalanx and Mm
0: -hmm. he's like i've run a projection based on what we've observed so far if this phalanx organism proceeds unchecked 76 percent of the world's population will be assimilated within four days and forge is like but you're using a viral model this thing thinks it knew to assimilate with the president and it knew to ambush us at milford it knows just what and when to infect which is pretty fucking scary so that
1: is pretty scary but also at what point i know they said it somewhere in the episode that it doesn't affect mutants. we talked about it already but like what part was that
0: I think it's during the lab scene is when Beast. I can't say t- There's a
1: lot of like science scenes that I can't keep straight as to which like plot point happened where yeah for some reason i thought it happened here too but it's not on my notes so probably didn't. either
0: yeah so the next thing that beast points out is that its range of control is limited and it, and he's like maybe it needs a larger transmitter and then sinister is like something like that for instance and then he points outside to the empire state building which is covered in the yellow pixely stuff and yep. warlock is like it is the spire the phalanx will use it to summon the rest of my people to add this planet to the phalanx empire it is self's fault self should never have come here now self friends beast forge your world is doomed and then, and then it's and to be continued just look genuinely fucking scared and like that's the <laughs> final shot of the episode is just well i mean because guys. like it
1: happens so fast I know. it happens like the epidemic the pandemic happened so fast which brings us perfectly right into our p- politics section I mean, oh my God, where we, where we even begin? So, like, we have real-life situation happening right now. And then I am also thinking back to, like, how quickly the Spanish flu traveled. Yeah. Do you, you know? And also, what was the other one that happened in the 90s? I can't well, remember. there are a bunch
0: that have happened. I mean, like, AIDS is the obvious one that people swine think flu. of. But then there's, like, SARS and swine flu. and no,
1: SARS. SARS was a big yeah. one and swine flu. I, I wouldn't compare AIDS because AIDS was a very specific... Like, it was killing people, but it wasn't like this where it was, like spreading across the world like as well like, it was
0: a lot of people have compared this situation to aids because of the lack of information the government is providing and like some of the, the political similarities there And right. like with aids obviously the problem was just not addressed for a really long time and so a lot of people died and people were okay with it because it was predominantly gay people who were dying and yeah that's just Those were the politics of the time is that that was considered okay by the government and reagan and like a lot of people were okay with it for a really long time and this is this is a little different because like with aids if you got aids you were basically like guaranteed to die because there were no options whereas this situation is like you could die if you're part of an at-risk group, but there are more people who won't die, which I think makes it harder to think about or talk about for a lot of people because they're like, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to affect me, so I can't tell how big of a deal it is. Whereas this yeah. episode is like this episode is more about something like AIDS, where if you get it, you are infected and that's it. Because like this is a very scary Uh, example of like how a pandemic could work i mean like we don't know what's gonna happen in episode two like if people are gonna die or not right right
1: i think this is why i was like going more towards the spanish flu because i think it was a similar situation where it actually did start wiping people out right uh and it traveled very quickly i mean similar to this episode we're in this uh, pandemic right now with the coronavirus which it consuming everything very quickly. It's infecting everything very quickly. I mean, the difference here is that it's not very deadly to most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is to certain age, age brackets and people with, like, predisposed conditions, like you said. Yeah. But it, there is that similarity in which, like, it takes over very quickly and it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, you know, Beast is just sitting there listening to music and then suddenly he's running to get away from this, which is kind of what has happened here in uh, at least America. Like, we had known that it was spreading around in China previously and so did every country. And then Then it, like, kind of got into America, and then at the same time, like, Europe just started to collapse. It was just, like, another big comparison here is that it's taking over a city with the phalanx, right? So, like, where I live right now in Natick, like, there's been stuff that's been shut down, but everybody's still out and about. They're outside riding their bicycles and, you know, going about their business. They're obviously not going to big social settings because at this point everything has been canceled or postponed for Mm -hmm. the most part. So there's not like more than like 250 people in one spot.
0: There's fewer chances to interact with people if you don't live in a city. Whereas if you do live in a city, it's like you can't escape it, which is part of why this episode takes place in New York City because it's like it's so much scarier to picture that and to like have that be the setting because there's so many people everywhere. And like to have the Empire State Building be the epicenter of it all, like there's a reason why so many movies and shows and like science fiction stuff will put like a super tall building like the Eiffel Tower or whatever the fuck because it's like oh this yeah is the Eiffel Tower is always a epicenter of a city and like if something right. crazy and or dangerous huge. happens here then that's like the worst thing you could possibly imagine and like it affects everyone yeah and so I mean I get why it's Gary but I, I, also I think, agree I also think that this episode I mean it's hard not to think about coronavirus because obviously we're thinking about it right now but I actually right' kind of like living
1: through it right now
0: yeah but I think the politics of this episode are actually um, trying to make a statement that's a little bit different because the aliens are more representative of like Imperial conquest and like consuming things and like taking over society kind of like the aliens an alien or like a parasite or something like that or like the Borg in Star Trek is what I was thinking about where I was like that is something that people were afraid of. I mean, usually it's like an anti-communist message when when you're looking at stuff like the Borg or like pod people or science fiction about like, join the collective like that. So I was kind of thinking about like Cold War narratives there, but also like the idea of these two aliens who are like, we aren't going to be part of the Borg or whatever. We're going to not be part of the collective. We're going to strike out on our own and we're going to land in America. Like, I think that in the '90s, that had like a very specific individualist message. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, was, like, it really did. Very like, okay, these these two rebellious aliens are going to land in America and strike out on their own. And like, <laughs> thinking about that now, I'm like, that is a message that I can't with now because, like, America <laughs> is a fucking capitalist hellscape in the midst of this virus, and that is going to fucking destroy oh, us. Not, I know. I mean, it's like, not going to be communism or the border. No, it's us. it's 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 really funny because it keeps it. it's our keep own saying, shitty it's, uh, systems. Uh, I, I was know. gonna say
1: okay, I say funny, but that's not actually well, what it's I mean. Darkly
0: but, uh, funny. It's like darkly sad, and yeah. So for the next chunk of time in the episode, we get super off topic, and we basically just talk about COVID nineteen for ten minutes but I do know that it's dominating all of your social media everybody's news cycles right now and so if you'd rather not hear that and you just want to get back to the goofy X-Men stuff then I would say skip ahead 10 minutes but if you want to hear just some stuff about our lives and what we're thinking about then you can still listen to the next 10 minutes I thought about cutting it out but you know what this show is like a little time capsule and it seemed fair enough to leave it in since we're thinking about it
1: we are in this, like, state of mass fucking panic right now because yeah, everyone's like, Wait, will we get sick or what? And I'm like, okay, first of all, most people... I, okay, so I'm just going to say this one time so we can be past this. And so I, hopefully the message spreads. But this is a asymptomatic virus. So most people will get this virus and they may not even know that they ever have it, which mm-hmm. is why they are terrified about elderly getting it because we can transfer it to them without ever getting sick ourselves or
0: knowing it or realizing right it.
1: because okay so and here's the other thing the coronavirus is something we get all the time and, I, and that's that's kind of like why i get a little bit annoyed I was like oh no the coronavirus i'm like well no you should really call it by what it actually covid uh, bu- 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 COVID 19 because what happens is that we always contract the coronavirus and the coronavirus usually turns into the common cold mm. and in this case it's a new strain um that is somewhere between the common cold and the flu so i, I keep on seeing on facebook everyone's arguing it's like it's not a cold or a flu and i'm just like it actually is but it's just a new strain that's somewhere yeah. between those two things so anyway <laughs> just call it for what it is so anyway, so everybody's freaking out and they're in a panic because they don't know what's happening the government's not giving us enough information because nobody knows what to do or what mm-hmm. to say and that's kind of terrifying for people to deal with in the case of the phalanx, obviously nobody even has time to react to it because they've already been consumed by this thing.
0: Right, including the president and the president is consumed first. And so it's like, well, okay, fuck.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah. And so, you know, like there's no time to quarantine or anything like that. But that being said, this is a good example of why the quarantine is happening because as scary as it may be right now and how as terrifying as people are making it just by going out into the world and going to the grocery store, we're actually (laughs) on the right track. We're, I mean, like, there have been case the cases and numbers have spiked but we're in the right direction to like stop this from spreading super super quickly but what i am worried about is kind of like the economical yeah yeah like what's going to happen to the economy after this what's going to happen with
0: the stock market
1: and businesses what businesses are gonna going to continue or have to close one of the things i keep on thinking about is like like our friends who work in the service industry, like Katie, who works, who is part of the Mutant Ages here. Yeah, and
0: can't, aren't allowed to stop working. So she
1: actually texted me and said she, she got her work schedule because she works for a company out in Boston that is a grocery store, and grocery stores have not mm-hmm. closed yet, but they have been reducing hours. So for somebody like her, she's going from a full-time employee to somebody that's making two, like 20 hours a week until this yeah. is over. But the thing is that our bills are not stopping. Some of them are. I think I think a lot of places like Eversource that we don't like have said that they're going to cease on the bills for a little bit, but they're not turning off power. Just in, you know, like, I think that makes sense. But, you know, rent and mortgages still have to get paid. But a lot of these people who are like servers or work in retail or grocery stores or the customer service industry are now getting their hours cut. They're hourly employees that are barely making enough money to live already. And like, how are they going to recover from this financially as a whole? Oh, honestly, more scary situation to me than the actual virus itself. Um, is just sort of the long-term impact of what's going to happen to our country after that Um, that being said I think things will be okay in the long run we may have a tough few months after this but that will recover and we will do better and also uh, something that we now have that we didn't previously have even like 10-15 years ago is the ability to work from home for most companies and I heard you talk about this a little bit on split screen and it's like okay, how do you deal with working from home? And you and I are obviously pros at this (laughs) point in our life. And uh, so we could give you many tips about that. Should you want to ask, you can also hop into our discord server for the mutant ages. I'd be more than happy to share that. And we can answer those questions for you. But you know, like I think we have the technology to do that. Now I went on Facebook the other day because everybody was freaking out about like, I don't know what to do. I'm lonely. And I'm like, guys, we live in the future. Now we have like thousands of ways to communicate remotely now. So we can do hangouts and stuff. Now, obviously, that's not the case of the Phalanx. The Phalanx just showed up and consumed everything. <laughs> and that's why it was just very weird to watch this episode at the same time this was happening. Because it just like came in and just like took over everything. The way of life just, just ceased yeah. to exist as yeah, we knew it. It is kind of you funny know? to
0: think about that aspect of the world of X Men, though, to be like, wow, like there are situations where businesses are impacted and like people's lives are impacted by like aliens or X Men yeah. having fights in the Or streets, whatever. Right. Or, like, I don't know, everybody getting, you know, tranquilized. And the streets of New York last week by Beast <laughs> in an ex-jet. Like, it's just funny to think about like just the day-to-day people going about their lives. Well, yeah, I mean that's a great point too. You... And just like
1: what? I know, you're like, what's happening? But I now that you pointed that out, we think about like how this show has progressed from like in season two, our greatest threat was like the friends of humanity being fucking racist yeah. bigots, which has been like a serious problem we've dealt with in our yeah. own country but now our greatest threat is like Aliens. this like <laughs> alien fucking like virus that is taking over yeah. everything and suddenly it's and that's also going to change the waves of politics too just like it did on yeah. this show like you know like because in that case like you know Senator Kelly was like actually I'm pro all the things I wasn't like pro yeah. before um, I don't think I don't necessarily think that will happen with Trump I, I really don't you know have a great what? opinion of him I feel like a but... version
0: of that actually has kind of happened now that you say that because like a lot of people yeah. are against social programs in society but like with the outbreak of COVID 19 much more people are like hey maybe it'd be nice if we had healthcare like maybe it'd be nice if we had some of these social programs that I thought were so radical before and it's like kind of the equivalent of President Kelly being like now that I think about this like we kind of do need the yeah, like- to fucking help us and it's like yeah I, I, Yeah, another the
1: thing about this maybe we should give people pi- pay, like require yeah. paid time and off like, you know like we
0: shouldn't just be evicting people if they get sick and they can't pay their rent like maybe that's actually immoral to do like
1: what? i know i mean the i think i i do think that uh for what it's worth i think the trump administration has been looking at that and they're like oh fuck but they're looking at it as an oh fuck because i think Okay, I've been honestly concerned about him coming into office for another four years, which I don't want to deal with. But now I think that is going to change very radically because the things that Bernie is fighting for, it's all the shit that is now happening because we don't have the methods in place to deal with it. So I don't know. Everything's a fucking like hellhole right now and I don't know I what to expect like in the there coming might weeks. might
0: <laughs> at least be some silver lining in everyone realizing the importance of working together and like living together as a yes. society and like these social programs and also like everybody looking out for each other more.
1: Right, which also happened in this episode alone. Like it's like, okay, shit got real when mr sinister and beast had to team up because like that's who i have to turn to it's like like, oh yeah we can't fight each other being
0: professor x being like you have to help me there's a fucking virus out here like that alone is like this is the level of solidarity we need right now like people need to fucking (laughs) be putting down work together and working together on this one because we are not gonna fucking make it otherwise
1: (laughs) no you know i said that too and you know i was out doing i do many hikes and i've taken I have taken a lot this week. That's
0: all you can do. There's two things you can do. You can go to the grocery store and wash your hands immediately afterwards and you can take a hike. (laughs) Those are the two activities that are permitted right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I've been doing, I've been doing that. And then during one of them, because those are always a meditative process. But like when I was out there, I was like, you know what? You know, the universe doesn't want people to die. Nobody wants anybody to die. The universe is like, here you go. Can you, like, work together against, like, a greater evil? Or are you just going to fucking, like, kill each other over it? Yeah. It's gotten to the point where, like, even, like, our president has been like, we need to all work together between all the nations in order to, like, not die. And I was like, okay, so now we're admitting that the idea of, like, like all dying in a nuclear holocaust is not a good thing. Thanks that we finally are starting to agree on this. Like, I
0: don't. <laughs> I know, right? I don't really feel like Trump has proposed the unity platform that he could be in this time, and I don't even think he's like smart enough no, to. I agree. Whatever, it's fine. We uh, we don't need to talk about Trump on this show. We
1: don't. We don't. But <laughs> but we don't. And it, but the point being is that like like all this happened on this episode I we know. just watched, and I couldn't stop thinking about. How fucking relevant it was, and again, good on the creators of X Men: The Animated Series, and also Marvel Comics, who, and on all the writers of both the TV show and the comic books who have written timeless material that, like, actually continues to be relevant when we're going back and reviewing it on this show twenty yeah, years later. It's so it's pretty
0: cool. It's it's cool, but it's also kind of uncanny. Anyway, I guess it really
1: uncanny <laughs> X Men. <laughs>
0: yeah uh so i guess that's the politics section
1: yeah 20 minutes later i i told you it was gonna be the length of the actual episode
0: (laughs) yeah whatever it's fine um so do we have a who's that x-men or no
1: we do okay who's That? that Okay, so is it Warlock then? I guess it would
0: have to be. I mean, like, it wasn't going to be
1: Cameron Hodge because he was just there for, like, a hot second and was like, should we even explain what that was? Uh, But I do want to explain Warlock because he is a very... He's a rather well-liked character of the New Mutants and also a quintessential part of that team. Mm -hmm. So introduced he was introduced in new mutants number 18 and was created by chris claremont and bill sinkowitz uh i've heard people pronounce Sinkwitz's last name different ways i don't actually know which way it's pronounced but that's the way i've always pronounced it um warlock officially joined the new mutants in issue number 21 and he is an extraterrestrial his abilities include shape shifting and you can turn organic matter to techno organic matter and can drain the life of energy from that techno organic matter so i that's not explained in this episode no, but the reason not. why it take it consumes is the matter is that it can then suck the techno organic matter back out of it. I think they tried to do that a little bit in the petri dish yeah. scene where like it's bouncing in and out of Warlock. Yeah, but they didn't the really petri have dish. a good
0: way to explain it and like Beast no. instead just like delivered a completely incomprehensible monologue about it that I didn't even read on this show because it doesn't no, make sense. No, I didn't sense. either because
1: it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um so Warlock always refers to himself as self and he refers he refers to his friends as self friends except for Danny Moonstar who he calls chief friend and also Doug Ramsey as self soul friend which kind of just sounds like they're dating but I'll just leave that be. <laughs> Warlock is a member of the ten the tech uh, I think it's technarchy or technarchy it's like it's spelled T E C H N A R C H Y so Your guess is as good as mine. Technarchy, I would guess, if I had to say something. Sure,
0: technarchy.
1: (laughs) Technarchy, a race of mechanical organisms that live by infecting living creatures with the techno-organic transmode virus before draining the energy from the organism. Unlike the rest of his species, Warlock is compassionate and thus he is dubbed a mutant with his own species. It's later revealed that he is an actual mutant of his species. Oh, so, interesting. Uh, But the new mutants in the, the comic books, they made him, they dubbed him a mutant because they were like, see, he's different from his people too. And Xavier's like, I guess so. I guess we have <laughs> aliens here now. And it's like, shut up, Xavier. You put your dick in one. <laughs> so Warlock is the son of the Technarch ruler who battled the new mutants in the X-Men. So not only is he like like an anarchist with his own co- like country or home planet but he's the son of the people who, ro- uh, who rules all of this his race so that is a mm, fun so little he's bag. like a
0: prince yes yeah uh
1: warlock becomes best friends with doug ramsey aka cypher and they spend the majority of new mutants protecting each other uh, until doug dies at the hands of antimatter uh in which warlock is devastated um during a mission, Warlock, Boom Boom, and another character who I can't even remember at this point become separate and separated from the new mutants and they travel to Asgard where they join forces with the Asgards and stop an assassination attempt. During the Inferno storyline, Warlock's shape shifting becomes vital in neutralizing the demon threats. Um and Inferno is like a big storyline that happened like 30 years ago. Cool. Warlock is kidnapped along with some other of the new mutants and winds up on the island of Genosha, which had been taken over by Cameron Hodge. Warlock was killed in an attempt by uh, an attempt by Hodge to steal his powers and then Wolfsbane asks uh, Boom Boom to put Warlock's ashes on Doug's grave. Um, so we don't see him for a while until there's later a group of humans called the Phalanx appear which it's kind of funny that this comes up later after Warlock was in the sh- in the new mm-hmm. So now the Phalanx is here and they had been mutated into the techno-organic forms extracted for Warlock's ashes. Mm. So like that's how it spreads is from his ashes. And uh, one of the phalanx was Doug Locke, which was a lookalike of Doug Ramsey and had all of his memories, but also was, like, covered in, like, the techno-organic virus and, like, may or may not be Warlock. It was, like, not clear for a while and people didn't know what to think about it. So Doug Locke joined Excalibur and tutored Megan. He also had a brief relation with relationship with Spain. Uh, the romance caused him to act irrationally and dangerous at times. He would often destroy so- scientific research because he would just be like, I mean, like he's like not human or alien. He's like this manifestation of them both.
0: Right. So Spooky. like he didn't
1: understand like human emotion. Right. Um, it was later revealed that Douglock was actually a reanimated warlock who had been given Doug's memories. After this, uh, Warlock reverts back to being himself uh, and he goes off to having his own solo series, which is Fun to read if you want to go and find that. And then after that, Warlock goes back to Amir Island where he becomes reacquainted with his old flame, Wolfsbane. Eventually, they all travel to New York to assist in the Avengers when Warlock's father, the Magus, comes and tries to take over. They obviously win that battle. In searching for a cure to the phalanx infection, Nova, the Avenger, uh, Nova arrives on the Technarchy homeworld to find that the only living beings there at that point are Warlock and this guy named Tyro, or girl, I don't know, it's like not, it's, I, I don't like the idea of them actually having gender, to be honest with you, so um i th- i th- i consider them more of a genderless society is
0: that like in the comics or is that just your own headcanon
1: um it's never officially stated because like they always refer to each other as like life mates and stuff so i kind of review it in the same way that we had written some of the species in geno where we're like oh, you and know, they're just like all just one gender or whatever right um warlock had given tyro his non-aggressive transmode virus in hopes to build a more peaceful society. Uh, but he also can't cure Nova, who has the technoorganic virus, because like it's infecting Earth at that point. Right. Warlock is forced to keep Tyro safe from an attack on the on the Sire Dam or attack from the Sire Dam coming to challenge them. Uh, and Warlock pushes his entire lifeblood to Nova to cure him, but then he dies again. Tyro is then later to, able to resurrect Warlock in a fight against Ultron and the Phalanx. Uh, so Warlock returns to Earth, where Hammer the, where Hammer agents launch AI missiles at him. And he flies, he, like, lo- like hops onto one of the missiles and, like, lands on Earth uh, to find that the expansion is gone, and, like, it's there's just rubble there. I think this was during the time that the mansion had moved into um, limbo. Sure. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, as as the mansion apparently does these days, it just kind of, like, teleports around the Earth as, as needed. Uh-huh. Uh, or, in this case, they just live on an island, or a series of islands. Um, so... He flies back to the next mansion and finds an old photo of him and the new mutants in the rubble. He discovers that someone had dug up uh, Doug Ramsey's grave. Oh, maybe no. No, because this is during Necrotia. So I think the the Institute just blew up again. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, so my final note here is Warlock discovers the new mutants had been fighting a resurrected Doug Ramsey during the events of Necrotia under the order of Selene, who had brought back every dead character ever to fight for her. Warlock tries to fuse with Doug to purge him of the virus Selene was using on uh, Doug, but Doug takes advantage of Warlock and he beheads him, dropping it by the ocean, which is pretty graphic. Warlock slowly absorbs the crustacean's life's uh, energy around him, and he reforms himself and escapes to go back to battle with Selene and the resurrected Hellions. With the help of the new mutants, Warlock and them are able to resurrect... Er, we're able to rescue Doug and defeat Selene in the resurrected Hellions. And to be honest with you, I don't know where he stands right now during the new Jonathan Hickman world. Well, there I don't are a know lot of characters is. that
0: we've done on this where you've been like, we don't know where they are right now. <laughs> and it's kind of like going to depend on whether the current run of comics feels like bringing certain people back or doesn't, I guess. I mean, shit's crazy, man. Like, I,
1: I'm pretty sure he's not. Because I've seen Doug Ramsey in New Mutants issues of Jonathan Hankman's world, and he's not merged with Warlock currently. So I'm not sure, honestly.
0: All right. Well, now if Warlock comes back in some form, people will probably remember him from this episode, and that'll be cool. And
1: they'll be like, thanks, Mutant Ages. And we'll be like, the more you know. But instead of the more you know star, there's just like an X floating by. Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, like, but it's still shooting a rainbow, and like Wolverine's riding the X and kind of like gyrating on it a little bit. (laughs) Anyway
0: yeah that's our new logo uh <laughs> <great>. <laughs>
1: yeah we'll get maddie to the other maddie to illustrate that in, immediately
0: is that it what is the next yes. thing on our show my brain is we can rate the
1: episode right
0: sure i'm trying to decide if i want to give it a five i really enjoy I I, I
1: I will give it a five out of five x's i'm i'm here for it i think it's a worthwhile episode to watch it's a good episode to watch you could watch it right now if you want to. I don't know if that's going to make you feel any better about current conditions in the world.
0: It might. But I mean, Mister Sinister's in a trench coat, and that's always that's always fun. I mean, know?
1: I I think it's a lighter take on this kind of situation to watch because right now a lot of what's happening, and I keep on thinking about Last Man on Earth, and I don't want to watch that right now because I feel like that's too real for me right now. Yeah. So this might be a better option if you are thinking of if you are also referring to that. Like, you know, the other thing I was thinking is, like, I'm like, I really don't feel like watching, um, like fucking, what contagion is it called?
0: or, like, Outbreak, or 28 Days well, Later. Well, like, or- zombie
1: films, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do oddly want to go and play Resident Evil right now, but I don't really want to watch fucking Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, you know, I that's kind of like where I'm at. Yeah. You know, it's I like that, that kind of feeling. I think this is a fun take on... Something that's terrifying. It
0: is, and you know it's gonna come out okay. Like the X Men always. Yeah, actually, if you want to go show. ahead and watch the
1: two parter, it would be good for you because it'd be like, oh, things will be okay after. Yeah, if
0: only Hank McCoy were real. <laughs> if only or
1: Mister Sinister.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need some real scientists in here. We need we need a McCoy. I, I think
1: this whole thing is resolved by like Warlock being like, I'm just gonna absorb all of it, or she says, self will absorb all of it. Yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah, I
0: guess we'll find out in the next episode, which I'm predicting won't make any sense and won't be as good as this one, but we'll see maybe i'll be wrong every now and then the two partners surprise me and they're both good
1: they do they do so is there anybody who is even gay besides mr sinister in a trench coat and really is that gay or is that just him being fabulous
0: uh well let's do the who's gay section the x-men are a metaphor for a lot of things but one of those things is being gay but sometimes it goes beyond somebody i i guess i would say it's mr sinister because like who else could it he's even be? sad about his men it's funny that he calls xavier i don't really ship sinister and xavier but it is kind of funny that he calls him in the first place um i logan and beast logan and Sabretooth are gay they're always gay. oh yeah i
1: forgot about that scene
0: yeah and like beast trying to keep it a secret from logan is like kind of funny because I feel like we ship Logan and Beast as sort of like they're the current boyfriends where Sabretooth is Logan's ex who he can't get rid of and then that, <laughs> that sort of like lends a different uh, tone to those scenes where Beast is trying to keep it a secret from Logan the entire time and then Logan getting absorbed by the virus and screaming at Beast to save himself is like a little more touching if they're dating each other at this time no I
1: agree I do I do like the idea of Logan and Beast dating you know I've talked you yeah, into shipping I like that
0: too. and then like Beast also getting fed up because his boyfriend like basically does not have a thing. Well, no, but he's just like fed Professor up with X everybody at this like point. fucking useless. And so Logan is just constantly having meltdowns that no one can yeah, help him. Yeah, I with.
1: know. I, there's also that moment where Logan's like, I've been dreaming about you, Sabretooth. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> it's like, okay. Gay. And then Logan Yeah, it is, is like, pretty hey, gay. minute,
0: You're not Sabretooth. So, yeah, I don't know. The X Men are still pretty gay, honestly.
1: They are pretty gay. That's just like not a highlight of this particular also, episode. I mean, there's.
0: Forge and Quicksilver are probably dating because why else did Forge bring Quicksilver to this fucking restaurant? Like,
1: right. like other than like like this is my partner quicksilver and we're like okay
0: like you were (laughs) invited by yourself are you guys joined at the hip or some shit like why are you both here whatever
1: yeah yeah i agree and like and pietro is definitely like bisexual or gay so there is that
0: so yeah everybody's gay
1: everyone's gay mr sinister is on a trench coat it'd be really funny if this episode was just like the gayest x-men who survived so it was like Mr. Sinister, alongside like the Nasty Boys and <laughs> yeah, do and boys? Xavier. You know what?
0: I guess the Nasty Boys are the ones who were absorbed because Mr. Sinister's yeah. men were all absorbed by this horrible virus. That's really sad. I mean,
1: it actually is. It, it's you know, it's, I didn't even talk about this during the episode section of this, but it is interesting that Mr. Sinister, who is wildly known for doing wild experimentations on yeah, people and yeah. like it's like just has no no moral value for he- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, There is a couple times in this episode where he shows remorse for the fact that his men have been consumed by this and he misses them, Yeah, you know?
0: And there is the fact that he's choosing to work with the X-Men to prevent the entire world from being destroyed. Although I guess you could argue that Mr. Sinister is like, those are my peons to be experimenting yeah. on. Mr. is like this alien yeah, yeah, I know. Mr. Is Sinister's like,
1: them. excuse me, this, this is, is my, my Earth to torture. Yeah. Excuse me. If there's going to be an outbreak, I'm going to cause it. It's yeah. like, okay, thank sinister calm down so you know anyway what?
0: it is in character for him to do that but it, it just also is really like touching for him to be contacting professor x because it's like so far outside the norm of what would happen that it yeah. really underscores how serious the situation is uh, yeah yeah so that's who's gay that is who's gay um do we have any listener mail
1: yes we do okay so this first one comes in from ronaldo who writes greetings ryan and maddie This Family Ties episode was great, as always. I sound like a broken record, but I love this fucking show. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Two things. A, have you guys ever heard of the Scyther of the Scyther Inc. X-Men audio drama on YouTube. It's one of my favorite X-Men adaptions since they are allowed a more mature approach. Amazing how you can accomplish without a greedy studio breathing down your neck to make something more <laughs> kid-friendly. Huh. Uh, I actually have heard of it. At some point, I should really listen to it. It's just like it's like a, a fan-made audio drama. Oh, cool. So, okay.
0: Okay. Sure, we should check it out.
1: And B, Ryan, the Mr. Sinister slash Apocalypse fanfic was hilarious and wonderfully silly, just like the episode of X-Men you covered. It kept getting more and more outlandish as the story went on, and I actually guffawed at my desk listening to this. See, I've got... My writing is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, looking forward to you guys reviewing and recapping the Generation X movie with Todd. It's bad, but so bad it comes back around to being awesome. I absolutely love that movie. Watched it so much when it came out. Thanks for all you do. See you next time. Okay, so <laughs> just so you all know, we like recorded these at uh, those episodes out like weeks order, ago. Yeah, yeah so just in like out of the, order, the
0: episodes of X in the animated series, we record out of order, and we don't give a
1: fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. But
0: anyway, thank you, thank you so much thank for the compliments, you, thank to Ronaldo. You.
1: Um, this one this next reader mail comes in from Eric that says Ryan's fan fiction <laughs> hey guys just finished your episode covering family ties and Ryan's apocalypse slash sinister fanfic was absolutely the highlight the only way that could be better is if someone animated it for YouTube for the YouTube channel yes. also <laughs> yeah we get some, we got to hire some animators mm-hmm. also not sure if this actually if there's an animator that wants to animate it email us at ages at gmail.com um, and
0: <laughs> should support our patreon because we cannot afford to pay an animator yeah, i know to animate right that, that too. entire thing unless unless all of you would you really like to, to pay for patreon. it please do
1: um, <laughs> also not sure if this question is a follow-up to the mutant ages or, or split Screen, but maddie whatever <laughs> happened to your car after the hood opened while you were driving oh, see I you bought next time a new right.
0: car. i bought a new
1: car <laughs> <laughs> also i think you so if, if i correct you talked about it on both shows
0: i probably uh-huh. did i don't fucking know anyway everyone needs to not worry about me anymore i bought a new car it's actually a hybrid so there have definitely been times when my girlfriend and i have been like well when the apocalypse comes we're driving maddie's car because it's a hybrid because like i don't have to use as much <laughs> gasoline um anyway i'm ready i'm ready for the end of the world my car is fine no one should worry yeah, about me same
1: with me i also bought a new car so we're driving new cars around just in time for the end of the world
0: honestly though it's a fucking relief to me i also just got a new phone i so i'm like thank god i just got a new phone my oh no phone. i have to
1: do that next i, I oh, bought a god, new one back dude. in october and i hate it and i'm gonna go trade it in for an iphone again Good so i just luck <laughs> yeah uh well i have to wait a couple months it seems so yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, our next email comes in from, from a previous writer, Claire, who writes...
0: Claire's back! It's been a Claire's while. Claire's back!
1: Hi, Claire. she, she doesn't write that part that was us screaming then. Yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify, uh, Claire writes... Okay. First of all, how were your 2019s? Hopefully not too bad. I've actually been in cryosleep for the last year, waiting for the X Men to join the MCU. Fair I enough. assume that has happened by now. Yeah. Uh, and how was the New Mutants movie? Probably great, I bet. Okay, just so actually you all know, she
0: hasn't come out yet, Claire.
1: <laughs> okay. So fun fact, that movie just got delayed again yeah. because of the coronavirus. But Claire
0: was in cry- cryosleep. She doesn't know. So well, it's okay. Fine.
1: So, it was supposed to come out in, like, two weeks, but now it's, like, in hiatus again. No one again. is
0: going to movies. It will probably just end up on, like, Disney Plus somehow at the end of all of this.
1: <laughs> Which is unfortunate because it actually looks like it might actually be the one good movie Fox managed I to make. I know, I know. Anyway, um, well, they've made a couple good ones. I, let's not write out, like, X-Men and X2. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I've just finished listening to the Generation X movie episode, and let me just say... I sure am glad I listened to your recap instead of watching it, because the, because wowee, that sounded upsetting. My current theory yeah. is that the entire production was a subliminal message about subliminal messaging that was subliminally messaging that subliminal messages aren't real, allowing capitalists <laughs> to prey on unsuspecting consumers who can't stop dreaming about ice-cold Coca-Cola. Mm. It's true, the only answer I could come up with, and it it explains why the board members were also so ethical. Either that, or they, either that, or they just used that scene to pitch the project, and the executives in that room were li- liked the way it made them seem like heroes. Yeah. I know it's a stretch, but something about Angelo joke. Yeah. Anyway, just to be on brand, I'll post. I'll post that Arlie is supposed to be a trans stand-in, as a lot of her tension comes from assumption of other people. That other people are making about her body and how that conflicts with the reality of what she thinks about it Mm -hmm. look i don't even know if that makes any sense i'm just trying to shake the cobwebs off here you know (laughs) also shout out to todd for doing nightcrawler level mental gymnastics to try to justify what was happening on screen that takes real talent okay now i have 14 months of episodes to catch up on i hope you don't run out of things to watch by the time i'm cut up retcon to be won't. alive again Claire, <laughs> Claire
0: we have <laughs> infinite things to watch we have infinite things to watch we will never run out the show will last forever and, and I do like I do back. like your
1: take on Arlie being a trans stand. in. Sure I like that it,
0: I'm not sure if it works or not but I don't want to make you watch the movie just to do further analysis on the theme so it's up to you yeah, I mean there's you also like watch just the Emma Frost and Banshee scenes which we did recommend in that episode in which that recommendation still stands by the way especially now that we found out the fun fact that Banshee does the voice acting for okay that was like the next thing i was gonna say okay Okay, so i'll let you get to it i'll let you get to it
1: so okay i actually i screen kept we get a lot of tweets at us and sometimes i read them on the show when i think that are relevant and or funny Mm -hmm. Uh, and we had one from a from chris who tweeted at it that said loved this one so far two hopefully mildly amusing points on accents one vanilla hughes who played emma frost is actually british
0: didn't know that
1: Two, the guy playing Banshee, Jeremy Ratchford, also did the voice for Banshee in the cartoon, which I also just learned. Amazing. Which is fucking crazy. I right? didn't know like,
0: either of those things. <laughs>
1: it's amazing. I mean, I didn't I didn't know that it was Jeremy Ratchford was also the animated series voice.
0: I know. And it's so funny because I feel like we made fun of Banshee's accent. Before, but it it's like it all comes full circle. Like Banshee just has that accent in every iteration, apparently, and like we'll just make fun of it every single time. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it's amazing. It's great.
1: Um, and then I also had posted a video of the last episode of Family Ties where Magneto had broken into Charles Xavier's mansion to be like, yes. don't "Follow me," and uh, we had <laughs> yeah. a bunch of replies to that on Twitter. I'm not going to read them all, but I am going to read the one that says. Xavier, well, sorry, Xavier says this. Xavier says, the mansion's defenses didn't do anything to prevent the entrance of my greatest enemy slash lover. Weird. (laughs) They're totally not working exactly the way they're supposed to. You can sit closer if you'd like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is exactly what Xavier is saying in that scene.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I, this is not, a reader mail that came in but this is a continuation of our ravages of apocalypse which is a quick conversion game that maddie and i have been playing on the mutant ages channel yes it's a game where they'll go around and shoot a bunch of clones of the x-men and one of the developers of that game had reached out to us and we did an episode where we interviewed him and asked lots of questions because we had a lot of questions and i just (laughs) i sent him a link to the most recent video that we uploaded because i was like 90 percent certain that it was at his level yeah to which he wrote back and said. Thank you. I've been refreshing your YouTube page every couple of days, honestly. Aww. You're right. That's the level I made. I appreciate how kind you were while playing it. I guess from this perspective, I can see how I was trying to build a level that was more puzzle oriented rather than just being a shooter. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten about all the clever traps, too. I'm glad you enjoyed it. He also went on at one point to say that he's never actually played Portal, which is funny to me because this, this everything very he Portal-like.
0: did, I think he would like playing Portal actually. Based I on agree. his level it, design,
1: but that's great to see that he was doing what Portal was already doing. You well, know? Or, I mean, he was doing it or, way or sorry, before. Not, that's <laughs> what I meant to say. That's what I'd say. He uh, used
0: he, time travel in order to time be- <laughs>
1: travel is real. <laughs> Um, and then finally, this tweet is just un- irrelevant to everything, but it's from your coworker, and I had to like say I it because read, your, sure. your co-worker, Fehi, is that how you pronounce it? Fehi Fahey? Mag He goes, now I have the damn Mutant Ages theme song stuck in my head, which is pretty damn awkward considering the person singing it is one of my bosses. You're so, welcome! <laughs> I'm glad that your staff listens to the show. Yeah. And with that, we wrap up reader mail for today.
0: Yay, thanks, everybody. Is there
1: anything else we want to wrap up right now? Just
0: plugs, I guess.
1: All right, we let's have do so it. We so many
0: plugs now. You know what? Let's plug the phone number. I feel like it's been a really long time since we got a voicemail let's from somebody.
1: Let's just plug every... Oh, maybe I should check the voicemails. Let me start oh with that. Oh, my
0: fucking God. Okay. Well, I'm going to look up what the voicemail is. And here's what it is. It's 508. 319-1668. and you can call it and leave us a voicemail and it's voicemails only we won't pick up because it's a google voice line so we can't but you can leave us a voicemail and we will play it on the show and we'll react to it and it's super fun so you should yep, do that. and for
1: those uh, dialing outside the u.s you have to put a one right, there first right, just course. so you know of course um, you do. also we have a p.o box which is p.o box three three four four in natick massachusetts ma that's for Massachusetts. Uh, the zip code is 01760. We well, have to remember that not all of our listeners are in Massachusetts, and I have to be like, oh, wait, they can't, they need to know that information.
0: Yeah. And also, like, if you don't live in the United States, I guess you have to put United States on there. Should we have to say that? Everybody knows we live in the United States. We talk about it all yeah. the fucking time.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, whether or not we want to be here sometimes, you know.
0: But we can't leave. We are not allowed to leave. And on that uh, note, we also have a, an email address, which I, is. <laughs> <laughs> the mutant ages at gmail.com and that's where most of our lister mail comes from but you know clearly we read stuff from other social media because we have every form of social media from twitter Everything. to facebook to instagram to tumblr to pinterest and we are the mutant ages on every single platform and we're also individually on those platforms like i'm Mitty myers on twitter and most other places
1: and i'm ryan pagella on there and most other places it's either ryan pagella or ryan.pagella generally i write mr sinister there just so you know it's me Mm -hmm. um also we now have a discord server which yeah we do which i guess i gotta put that up into the mutant ages page i just realized that
0: created an infinitely lasting invite link that i can send to you and we can put it into the about page yeah so basically
1: but we it's open to everybody we have a few different channels on there um Mm -hmm. and i've been recommending for people to go in there and join our channel just so we can talk because i am saying you know we need a distraction from the coronavirus and i'm not allowing coronavirus talking there really so well i mean if you talk about it, i'm not <laughs> gonna be stop you tough
0: once this episode comes out to yeah i know right but, episode, but. but we
1: are talking about fun things in there we talk about a lot of the comic books and tv shows and you know we also mm-hmm. talk about tv shows that remind us about the x-men and yeah. all sorts of fun stuff Sci-fi we've been doing some stuff. prompts in there yeah. yeah and like i'm pretty active in there maddie hops in when she has time uh so like you know go in it's a good place to meet other members of the community
0: and like fellow queer people who listen to this show and just like i don't know it's a cool spot to hang out so that's slowly growing and that's really fun and nice because i know that people have asked for something like that for a while and so yeah giving it to you and we sure are um we also have a youtube channel which we have mentioned but um we are playing the ravages of the apocalypse game and we played a bunch of other x-men games and will in the future we do let's plays there and we have other stuff on the channel too like ryan edits together like, episodes of this show took close from the animated series, which is really funny. And, like, we do skits sometimes, like, as ourselves or just, like, other dumb shit that we want to do. So, if you like YouTube stuff, you should definitely subscribe to that channel and check it out. And then, I guess the last thing is Patreon, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Patreon. um, We record all kinds of cool shit that is only available to patreon supporters and we so appreciate your support and we get that not everybody can afford to support independent projects like this but like those of you who can we obviously try to reward you by giving you like special cool shit and also just eternal gratitude from us i guess like we know there's a lot of cool shit out there that you can support and we're so grateful for anybody who can even kick us like a dollar a month or like two dollars a month and yep so yeah it's it just means a lot to us because obviously this is something we're doing in addition to our regular jobs regular lives like we're doing it for fun but it also like you know we have to pay for hosting fees we, we want to pay for the t-shirt designs we're working on for you guys and like all this other stuff so having the patreon is super super helpful for us and it
1: is yeah. it is and also we're a completely fan supported show so it's your yeah no money ads, goes baby. right back into the show yep, yeah absolutely And if you would like to leave us a review or a rating, please do that on whatever you use, whether it's like
0: whatever the fuck you use, Stitcher,
1: what pocket cast, uh, what's the other one? Like
0: If you don't use SoundCloud, if you don't use that stuff or whatever, don't want to leave a review, just consider sharing the show with your friends and just being Mm -hmm. like, this is a funny show that I like. And then maybe people will check it out. And that's, that's great. That's as good as anything else you could do. And it really helps us out. It's nice when people listen to the show, you know, it's Nice
1: and tell your friends all your friends you know because right now if you don't yeah, if you're not going anywhere you need something to listen to, do, to
0: you know what i'm saying like
1: you know tom <laughs> hey ryan and maddie are here for you and you can also join their discord discord server because we're all about positivity here and also yelling at people that are dumb no we don't do that no but, we don't we <laughs> never do that. But, come and join us and that we are here to help during this troubling time and we will continue to produce mutant ages content to make you happy and laugh we're
0: there to talk about logan and Sabretooth having sex i mean somebody's got to talk about it and if we don't who will
1: right and so. also which of the x-men is stealing all the milk and all the toilet paper <laughs>
0: probably can Xavier it. yeah <laughs> like, <who is> it? <laughs> you can just shake your fist in the air and say damn it Xavier anytime there's an internal paper it's that know, right? fucking guy he's selfish we all know it and on that note We'll see, we'll see you, you next time. time.
1: <laughs> Stay safe and healthy, everyone. <laughs>
0: Wash your hands. Wash your hands.
1: Use some soap. See you next time. The <laughs>